At our church, Jesus is Lord. That single belief calls us together as a community and sends us into our world with hope and purpose. At our church, your past will never define your future. There's always redemption, which means there's always a brighter day. At our church, we don't think we're better than any other church out there. We're just doing our best to become our best. At our church, we want you to believe in God, but we also want you to know that God believes in you. We are not against people who don't attend church anywhere. Instead, we pursue them with love, the very same love that's pursuing us. At our church, we're learning to serve God with all our hearts, and we're learning to worship Him with all our lives. And if you're looking for the perfect church, we're not it. At our church, we will make mistakes, but we will choose to grow from them. At our church, we're part of a global community that's knit together by the resurrection of Jesus. And by the way, at our church, we believe that really happened too. At our church, we will engage with people who are in real need because we are the hands and the feet of Christ. And finally, we need you to hear this loud and clear. At our church, it's not really our church at all. It's His. And we live and move and breathe in His church for His glory and His fame, not ours. So here's the invitation. You're invited to jump in with your whole heart at your own pace and to experience the life that awaits you in Christ. Friends, this is going to be good. Welcome to our church. All right, sweet. What's up? Hello, everybody. Pastor Dion here, and I'm up close and personal um, because there's a certain reason for this. For us here at Bowie City Church, as we're here partnering with First Christian Church, this marks the seven-year anniversary for us uh, existing as a church, becoming a church. Uh, and so if you want to give a thumbs up, like claps, that's awesome. Praise God. Seven-year birthday. So our first year, we were meeting at a Jewish temple on Sunday nights. Yes, we met at a Jewish synagogue to preach the gospel. We even did an Easter egg hunt on the temple grounds. That's another story. Uh, and then we moved to a middle school, which we were there for uh, five and a half years. But now we're moving to our seventh year, and we are somewhere totally different. We're in my house for six months, and now we are at First Christian Church, and this is what it looks like. This is what seven years looks like. Like all the awesome people here, and Jason, he all the people, awesome. But so yeah, we just want to say happy birthday, Bowie City Church. Uh, we're also going to be celebrating, looking to celebrating First Christians as a hundred or over a hundred years of celebrating them as a church. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot to celebrate this year. So we thank God for everything He's done. I'm going to transition to the other camera. Jason's going to fade it into the, the center camera, and just let you guys know that. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here this morning, and we encourage you to engage in worship. We're going to worship this morning in spirit and truth. Uh, we're going to be challenged this morning with the worship, uh, and so we hope that you would engage in that online as well, that you would share. Go ahead, hit that share button. Uh, let others know. You invite them to church. There's a way you can invite somebody to church. It's just hit share. It's at the bottom of the screen right there. Just hit share if you're on YouTube or if you're on Facebook. That would be great. So I'm going to pray for us, uh, and then we're going to engage in time of worship, and then we'll move right into the sermon. We have some awesome announcements after the sermon, so don't leave. I said a couple weeks ago, I'm not just saying that again. Don't leave. There's some announcements after uh, the sermon as well. Uh, so I'm just going to turn our hearts to, to prayer, and then we're going to engage in worship. So let's pray. God, I thank you. We thank you again for the great God you are. I've blessed us so much, Lord how you've met our needs. And God, even in the midst of things not going the way we would hope they would go, uh, and the, the unrest that's still in our, in our nation, Lord, uh, that's carried over to 2021, God, you're still God. You're still in control. So, Lord, we recognize you as God. And, Lord, we also confess that Jesus is Lord. At the same time, we confess our sins and falling short of the glory and standard. You've called us to live uh, individually as parents, as husbands and wives, as brothers and sisters, sons and daughters. 
uh, and just followers of you. We've fallen short. But God, we confess our sins. We know you're faithful and just to forgive us of those, Lord. And Lord, as we move into the time of worship, we do come with just celebrating that, Lord, you've blessed us for seven years. That's awesome, Lord. We thank you. Just your favor and your blessing that has allowed us to be able to, to exist as a congregation for seven years and be able to partnership with another church who's done it ten times or more than us as a church in, in longevity. We thank you for First Christian. And Lord, let the worship that we sing be pleasing to you. Let the words that you have prepared upon my heart uh, be encouraging and challenging at the same time, God, as we give our lives, our times, our tithe and offering and everything this hour or so to you. Meet us here. Rest all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Let's worship.
They've made me feel like a prisoner They've made me feel set free They've made me feel like a criminal Made me feel like a king They've lifted my heart To places I've never been And they've dragged me down Back to where I began Words can build you up Words can break you down Start a fire in your heart Or put it out Let my words be life Let my words be Awesome, 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 awesome. God is indescribable. He is so good. That's so good. In seven years, man. That's awesome. I, I hope we would get to this point, and I didn't think we would be here seven years, but I'm grateful that we are here seven years later. God is so good. He is indescribable. As we move into the sermon again, please stay to the end. Uh, we have some announcements that does pertain to you, so make sure you stay to the end of the, the service this morning, for those who are just joining in that missed the welcome, um, I'm Pastor Dion, the pastor of Bowie City Church. We're here at First Christian Church as we are in partnership together. Uh, so shout out to all those from First Christian and to Bowie City. And we're in the middle of a series entitled uh, The Power of Words. The Power of Words. So if you missed any of the last two sermons, go back to our archives. You can go to the YouTube page at Bowie City Church YouTube page and see the or on our Facebook page as well. You can go and check there and see the last two sermons. But Jason set us up with a great sermon about the power of our words and they can bring life. They can bring death. They can bring, uh, they can be poisonous or they can be refreshing. So go back and understand the power of the words we speak. And then also last week we talked about one word that God has one word for you. And then also knowing that Jesus is the word and the most powerful word he can say. At any time is your name, calling your name. So go back and listen to that sermon if you missed it, because we're moving on. We're moving right on to the next part of the series. Uh, so get ready. Please, please, I encourage you to share this. Hit the share button and just share it. You don't even have to just hit share and hit the post. Send it out. Same thing on YouTube. Uh, invite those to come in and uh, be encouraged this morning. So words again. One word. I'm going to ask you a question. I asked it last week. What is your one word? So if you have one word, this, this concept is nothing new. We've been doing it, uh, introduced it four years ago now as, as a church from Bowie City, that we believe that God has a word for you. And I'm going to give you some, some scriptures that goes along with that. But do you have your word for the year? Uh, if you do, I would love for you to share it. Go ahead and share it in the chat box. Go ahead and type it in. What's your one word if you know it? If you don't know it, that's okay. No pressure. You have time. Um, but I believe God has a word for you to help you focus, to help you understand, to have some perspective uh, when he, what he wants to say to you throughout the year. And so put that in the chat box. That'd be great. So in the last four years, God has shown up and shown out for me personally for the, the, the word, one word. And so in 2018, the word was greater. In 2019, for me, the word was increase. And God showed up and increased so great in our, on my life, in my family's life in 2019. 2020, it was new. Uh, not like I knew something, but N-E-W new, like something brand new. And man, I had a great, I thought God was going to show up in a new way, in a certain way, but he didn't. He showed up in a totally different way. And look where we are. We're somewhere brand new as a church, and I'm in a new place as well in my own life and our family's life, which is great. And so this year, 2021, the word God gave to me, and I shared it last week, was is coalesce. Uh, that is the word coalesce. If you don't know what coalesce means, coalesce is to take parts and to uh, parts together to make a whole. And so God wants to do that in my own personal life this year. What is your word? 
and know that God wants to, ha- God has a word for you, uh, specifically for you. It's not just something we're just making up. And if you don't know how to receive a word, to get that word, like you just don't want to pull one from the sky or out of thin air, I use this process and I encourage you to use it as well. If you don't have a process, uh, it is to take a lap. And you're like, Dion, here you go again, taking a lap. Every, we all can benefit from taking a lap. But lap actually stands for something. It actually means something. L-A-P's. Listen, abbreviate, and to plan. And so that preached on that part last week. I'm not going to go through it a lot, but just L, listen. I didn't share this scripture last week, but I want to share it this week because I believe it really does bring some context that God does have a word for you. It's not, it is biblical. And so Proverbs 2 says this, Proverbs 2, 1 through 5. It says this, it's about listening. It says, my son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commands with you, make your ears attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. I'm going to read that one more time because somebody needs to hear that because God does have a word for you. It says it right here again. It says, back to verse 1, My son, if you receive my words... And treasure up my commands with you, making your ears attentive to wisdom, the inclining of your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, then you will understand and fear, understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. God has a word for you. You must seek it. You must seek it with your heart. You must have attentive ears. Are you listening with your heart, with your mind, and with your ears, and what's going on around? He says, if you do, if you seek it like you would seek silver, you seek gold, you will understand the fear of the Lord, and you also will get knowledge of God. He has a word for you. He says, ask, seek, and he will give it to you. So that's our prayer, that you would listen. But I said it last week, that God is always speaking. The question is, are you listening? So listen is the first part. So listen, and then after listen, you move to abbreviate. You may get a lot of different words, a lot of different things might pop up in your head, and it's you need to pare it down, you need to abbreviate it down. So abbreviate, my name is Dione, but abbreviated version is D. People call me D. Uh, because that's a shorter version of saying Dione. Let's just abbreviate it down to D, because some people just keep messing up my name. They can't get it right. They keep saying Dion or Dion or Dion. I'm like, okay, bless you. Just call me D. Like, let's just abbreviate it down and call it D. That's what you want to do with your word. You want to pare it down to one, just one single word, because that's what you're asking God to do, to give you one word. And then after you abbreviate down, plan. You want to plan with your word. You want to take your word and say, okay, how am I going to move this into action? I love that this, these quotes, these two quotes I found about plan. A man without a plan is just a wish. My boy Shep would say, that, that's a bar. That sounds like a beginning to a rap song. A man without a plan is just a wish. Ben Franklin says that if you fail to plan, then you're just planning to fail. If you fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. Take your word and put some movement behind it. Put, say, okay, if your word is this, whatever it may be, if your word is grow, okay, my plan to grow is in my finances, in my relationship. They haven't put a plan together. That is what God is actually wants you to do. He wants you to put that plan, and God has a plan for you. It may not be the plan you have. It may change, but you know, Jeremiah 11 is not in there, 29, 11. God has a plan for you. So you have a plan and put it in prayer, and God will show up. So that's for you. So the question is, what about the church? Does God have a, a word for the church? And so for the first time, I prayed and listened and abbreviated and planned for a word for the church. I believe since we find ourselves in this new place where two churches are joining in one partnership together, that it's caused me to pray in a different way than I've ever prayed before. I've never been in this situation. This is 2020 was new. This is new. So it's caused, caused me to pray differently. 
to pray in a manner, in a way I haven't. So I'm praying for two churches. I'm not just praying for the church that I get to lead as Bowie City. I'm praying for the, the better men, the leadership opportunities that God has presented to me as pastor, being given pastoral leadership to First Christian. God, what do you have for both churches? So I find myself in my garage praying at the end of 2020 for the word for 2021 for myself, but also I'm being led to pray for the word for the church. The church is the two churches that have agreed to be in partnership as one. See, I believe God has directed me to a word that's going to lead us through this partnership. That's going to lead us through 2021, regardless of how long this partnership is. If it lasts for three more months to let's just say Easter, just to throw something out there. Great. If it is to last until Jesus comes back. Awesome. But this is going to be something that we can both grab onto and move into as two churches partnering as one. So it also links to, reinforces to our core value that we hold fast to at Bowie City Church. And our core value is nothing that is distinctly ours. It is something that every church should do. And I know the leadership of First Christian as well. If you're a believer, you have this core value. You just don't know it. We just word it a different way. But the core value that is linked to is found people, find people. This word that God has for us as a church is linked to found people, find people. We are the found ones. And we are called to go and find the ones who need to be found. That's the, the, the verse that's attached to it is Matthew 28, 19 to 20. And you know this. It's called the Great Commission. It says, this is Jesus' word saying, it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything, everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always. To the very end of the age, that verse, those verses have hope. Those verses have direction. Those verses give us like a charge. It's go make, go make, go and make. Church, we are to be a church of doers. Church, we are to be a church that is active, to be one that is a builder of the kingdom. Church, we are to be producers, we are to be goers. We are to be makers. We are to go and make disciples as we are disciples ourselves. So the question you have to answer is like, if I'm going to go make disciples, what kind of disciple am I? If I'm supposed to be making copies of myself, what kind of copy would that be? That's a heavy question. If you're saying Jesus says go make disciples as you follow me, you tell people to follow you because you're making disciples. We're making disciples that make disciples that make disciples, but we don't want disciples of a bad copy. We want the best carbon copy possible. So as I am like Christ, you can go to someone and say, follow me as I follow Christ. Is that something that you can say? Is that something that these two churches can say? I know for both of us, both churches, we want to say, yes, we want to strive to be as like Christ as possible. So when people come into the presence of both congregations together or separately, that they can follow Jesus and know who Jesus is because we are striving to be the disciple that Jesus is calling us to be. That is what we're moving to do. We are to support people who are called to go to places that we may not be able to go. You may not be told to go to different, a different country, a different state. You may not be told to go to this different people group. But there are people who are told, who are called. And so we are to support them. This is why we support, both churches supports missionaries, because they are going to places that we may not be able to go. At Bowie City, we support FCA, not because I'm on staff with FCA. The time will come where I will come off staff with FCA, and guess what? We will still support FCA because they are going into the campus where 2,000-plus teachers and students and coaches and athletes are there, and we're using the most influential thing in the school is sport. It's not a biased opinion because I'm, I love sport. It's the fact. Sport has a huge influence on the school. So if you can take that influence and put Jesus in it, the greatest story ever told, the impact we'll have. And there's 23 campuses of middle school, of 23 high school campuses in Prince George's County. That's a great mission field. We not just support that locally. We also do that in, inside the inside the state. Support a missionary in Mississippi who's at the, the University of Mississippi, loving on those college kids, telling them about Jesus, 
go, went to Mississippi and said, I'm going to make disciples of Christ in Mississippi. And not just here in, in Prince George's County, not just here in Maryland, but not just here in the United States, Mississippi, but to other parts of the world that we are able to send people who are called to go and make disciples. Places like New Zealand and Peru, places like Turkey, Cambodia, Haiti, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Puerto Rico, and other countries go make disciples. Be the people who are found who go find people. Again, this is nothing unique to Bowie City Church. You should be doing this. And the place that this should be happening the most often is in your home. If you are a male in your home, you should be the chief Example of saying, follow me as I follow Jesus. Be famous in your house for how you love God. Be famous in your house for how you love your wife. Be famous in your house how you spend time in devotion with God and you memorize the scripture and you're praying, your kids and your family, your wife, they see you. Moms, daughters, moms, wives, are you setting the example for your kids? Kids, are you setting the example for your parents? Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set the example in your speech, life, love, faith, and purity. We all should be making disciples within our home, encouraging each other. The question is, are you doing that? Are you going to say, follow me as I follow Jesus? We are to be making disciples. I can't say it enough. The found people go find the lost. They find the broken. They find the hurting. They find the hopeless. And they give them hope. And they give them Jesus. And they give them grace. And they give them mercy. You're like, Pastor D, that sounds good. Like, I'm in. Like, I'm pumped up. Yes. Found people, find people. But you still haven't said the word yet. Like, you still haven't said what the word is. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're, 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 you've been listening. I haven't said the word yet. But it just reinforces our core value. I know, first Christian, it, it reinforces that value within you, too. So you're right. I haven't said the word. So let's backtrack. I'm back in my garage. That's how I started. Back in my garage, praying in December. And I receive this, my personal word, and the word for the church. And it's as clear as I'm talking to you, this internal voice, I know when God's speaking to me. No one, you can, can't challenge it. I know when God's speaking. And this is what he said. Holy Spirit said to me, Dion, coalesce and get the church's passports ready. And it hit me like, okay. So I wrote it down. This is usually how this happens. I wrote it down. And when I hear from God, there's two people I usually tell right away. My wife and then Jason. It's just been that way for almost 20 years. I tell my wife and I tell Jason. And so I told Mal and I told Jason. And he's like, okay, well, what does that mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm still processing that. But that is the word. Church, the word for us is passport. It's passport. That is the word. And I'm going to use the rest of the sermon to hash that out to why I believe God has called that to be the word for Bowie City and First Christian. And Bowie City, you have no, no choice. You have to take the word. First Christian, I hope you do. I think, it, I think it does work well together to be able to move in this lens of what God has called us to be and do as a church. See, a church in order, well, for church, it doesn't matter for any person, in order to move through a building, if you go to the school system, if you go to a federal building, a government building, it, if, it requires the proper documentation. It requires your, your driver's license. It requires some kind of identity to say, this is who you are. And it says, this identification card is connected to you, and now we're able to let you through the door, the gate, the border, the, the porch, because of who you are and what it claims you are. Well, it's the same thing when it comes to a passport. It does the same exact thing. A passport lets you go places. A passport is saying that you originated from a place and saying that this is who you are, and now because we know who you are and we recognize the place that you come from, you're allowed now to go through this door, this gate, this boundary, this border, or this port. And so I have them here. I have, I have passports right here. I have four of them because uh, there's four people in my house, but actually two belong to my wife. But these are our passports. And this allows us to go to certain places. It allows us to go to different countries. 
We have all our passports have expired because we haven't gone out of the country in the last 10 years, so they have expired, but we have them. We are going to get them updated. And so if this resonates with you, if I said the word passport and it just resonated with you, there's a reason for it. And so my job, that phrase, and it's just not passport, is it is get the church's passports ready. And so how are we going to do that? How are we going to get your passports ready? One, if it resonates with you, hey, if your passport's out of date like mine, go get it, go get it renewed. We're going to take some, some resources. We're going to slide some money aside every month to get my whole family's passports renewed. My wife's like, we are? Yes, love, we are. We're going to get our passports renewed. Uh, we're going to, we'll, we'll talk about it. But yes, we're going to get our passports renewed because we believe, I believe that God's going to give us an opportunity to go somewhere in this country or somewhere outside this country. I'm going to say that again. God's going to give us an opportunity to go outside our countries. He's like, you need your passports ready. You can't, I can't call you to go and your passports are not, and they're not in date. You don't even have it. You haven't even started the process. Where are we going? Don't know. Where are we going? Don't know. How much it costs? Don't know. But I believe God's going to present the churches with the opportunity to go make disciples outside this countries, and you need to get your passports ready. And that's awesome. But not, again, that, that, to me, that's easy. That's that simple. Some of you have the ability to just go and stroke a check or put it on your card and charge it and say, oh, passport, expedite it, whatever it costs, 150 bucks, whatever it may be. And for some of us, we've got to put some money aside and, and do this process. That's To me, that's easy, the physical passport. But God, the Holy Spirit, was saying it's beyond that, Dion. It's beyond the physical documentation that you need to get ready. It's a, your spiritual passport, too. Now, look, if you've never seen a passport, I will make sure I won't show my wife's. I will make sure I show mine because, oh, wait, that's my son's. Hold on, I, I have mine. Where is it? Here it is. Right here. Bam. Not going to zoom in, but that's me. There's a picture in there. And I actually think it's a good picture. That's probably one of the better pictures inside of a documentation picture that I've ever had. But inside of every passport, there's a picture. And most people don't care for their passport picture or their driver's license picture. Most people don't, they don't like it. They're like, that is not the best picture. What was that? Why is that person taking my picture so horrible? Like, were they doing it with their eyes closed? We don't like our passport picture. But what is important about our picture, our picture needs to look like us, right? It can't, can't look like someone totally different. If you, if you change your hair color and you went and got a tan and you lost a lot of weight or gained a lot of weight or put a lot of muscle, you might want to go update your passport picture because when you get to wherever you're going, they're like, this don't, this don't look like you. And then they're going to call somebody over and then you got to go in a little room and they're going to put on a glove and it's going to be a whole, whole deal. Like, you need to look like the picture inside your passport. It's, it's important. Well, I'm challenging you with saying that we have a spiritual passport. We have a spiritual passport, meaning that we need to look like for where we come from. And so our my spiritual passport, your spiritual passport, says that you are a citizen of heaven and that the picture inside of it should show that you are a citizen of heaven. That is what your passport should say. That is what it should look like. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about this spiritual passport and this idea of getting our passports ready. Peter says this in 1 Peter 2.11. says that, Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that rages wars against your very soul. Peter saying, as strangers in this land, we need to understand that we, those who call themselves Christians, followers of Christ, those who have given their lives to God, understand, need to fully understand and walk in this life knowing that this is not my home. This is just a place, this is just a transition place. I am just a temporary, as Peter said, resident here. I'm just a foreigner here because my passport says I am from some other place. My passport says I'm here in this earthly bound here from the United States, but my spiritual passport says I am a citizen of heaven. 
We have to operate and carry ourselves that way. We need to embrace that. Peter describes that the picture that is inside our passport, like this one right here, represents that it's a passport of us being from this world, like this picture. And my passport shows that this is me. This is Dion here. But my spiritual passport should not look like me. My spiritual passport should show that I have Christ within me. My spiritual passport should show Jesus. And it's saying, oh, you are a citizen from heaven because when I look at this picture, it says Jesus. It looks like Christ because of who Jesus is and what he's done for me. There's the, Jesus' blood has covered my sin, and I no longer have a, a picture of a broken man. Even though there's a smile in there, there's a broken, fallen man. I have now been made whole because of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, how precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but Jesus. And my question to you is if you have this passport, does it, you open this picture, does it look like Jesus? Or do you have some fraudulent, do you have some counterfeit passport that says, yeah, I'm a citizen from heaven, and you check it out and say, hmm, we got to call some authorities over. We're going to have to, this, don't, this doesn't look like that you're from a, you're a citizen of heaven. And God is saying, Dione, do your job to get the church's passports ready, that you look like it. Because far too often, if we pull out of that we're a citizen from heaven, a lot of times the picture here is not the picture it should be. A lot of times the picture here, like it's a picture of, uh, of you or it's a picture of your family. Or maybe that a lot of times the picture is the picture of the country that you love so much. Maybe it's a picture of your net worth or is it a picture of your GPA or your sports stats. Maybe the picture that you're showing is of your degrees or maybe of how much you know or maybe it is the how much you love your kids. Maybe the picture that you have is your political party or your fitness stats. It should show that you're a citizen of heaven and not a citizen of this earth. Get our passports ready. So what should this picture look like? Well, Peter goes on to say, in 1 Peter 1.16, he says, we should look like this. We should be holy because God is holy. The picture and your spiritual passport should show that you are holy. And you're like, whoa, okay, hold on, time out. Are you talking about like the holy, like, like the holy, like God is holy? Because I thought God was the only one holy, like this idea of being holy, you're dying. You're saying, like, if I carry around an actual spirit or passport, that the picture that's shown should be, say, like, holy? And I'm saying, yes. And you're like, well, how can you say that? Well, because the verse before, verse 16 and verse 15 says, Peter said, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. Again, you go, hold on, time out, time out. How do I do that? How can we be holy? How can I be, how can my picture be holy? How can, can someone see me be holy? Well, holy means to be set apart. Holiness means to be set apart. It's a very simple concept, but it's not one that is easily done. And this is where we are to get our passports ready to continue to act and move to be set apart. So I'm going to give you two parts to this as we come to the end of the sermon when it comes to our passport and getting our passports ready. So the Greek word for holiness comes from the root word that we get the same for saint and, and sanctified. It means the same thing, essentially, that we become Christians when we become Christians, follow Jesus Christ, we have been set apart. So there's a two-step process of being set apart. The first one is going to be on your screen is, first, God makes you holy. God makes you holy. There's nothing of yourself that you can do to make yourself holy. There's nothing of yourself to make that you can make yourself clean. Like, nothing. You can try everything. You can 
pray more, you can read the Bible more, you can give more money, you can volunteer more, do charity work, you can curse less, you can lie less, you can do everything in your power to try to make yourself as clean as to, to make yourself representable to God as possible, and you will fall short every time. It is God who makes you holy. It is God who sets you apart. It's the God who takes you from over here and picks you up and puts you over here. It is God who says that you now go from old to new. You've gone from death to life. You have gone from darkness to light. God does that. Nothing of our own can make us holy. It is by accepting who Jesus is and believing that he's God's son and confessing your sins, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, he will deliver you from your sins. And then you shall have eternal life when you take your last breath here. Then let you move in faith because of his grace. I just gave you A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Accept, believe, confess, deliver, eternity, faith, and grace. If you do that, God does the holy if you accept that, if you do those things, he says, now I have set you apart. God does the work. He moves in you being holy. That makes you, allows you to go to heaven when you take your last breath here on earth, that you are in the presence of God in heaven, not anything of you. And then those who don't do that, they are not holy. They are not set apart. They are like the rest. And their resting place will not be in heaven. God is saying, Holy Spirit is like, Dion, get the church's passports ready. Let them know that they're a citizen of heaven. And let them know that God is the one who did this and not, them, not we ourselves. Nothing of ourselves that we've done. Not because you're righteous. Not because you're in right standing with God. It's because God has given you a free gift if you accepted that gift. So that's the first part. God does it. God sets you apart. But there's a second part to it. The second part is this. Again, it's going to be on the screen. Secondly, now that you are a Christian, now that you are a believer, now that you've done the A, B, C, D, E, F, G part of understanding who God is and who Jesus is in your life and the Holy Spirit operating your life, God expects you to set yourself apart from the world. Do you see that? God does the sets you apart, and then we have to continue to set ourselves apart. We have to look different. I love working out, and I love the last six months, since August, I don't know how many months it's been, but since August, I've been working out with my friend, Charlotte Shepard, you know, the guy who came up here and preached in his green hoodie. Y'all remember that, that big smile he has? We work out three times a week, at least three times a week, together. And we say this phrase often, and we say the kids say it on the football field or competition that they're different. I'm different. Like, I want to be different than ever. I don't want to be average. I want to be different because God has made me different. Put my energy out there. I want to be different. And that's what God is saying. He's saying, do you know you've, you're, you're different? You have been set apart. You have to continue to live as different. See, the struggle is we end up fading back into the rest. And we look like the rest, and we talk like the rest, and we move like the rest, and we love like the rest, and we express our emotions like the rest. And Jesus is saying, God's like, no, no, you're set apart. Your job now is to continue to live and be set apart. And accept that and own it and saying, yes, I'm set apart. Not that you're holier than thou, like you're better than anybody, because we know God did the first part. I'm a wretched man. I can't do anything of myself. But since God has set me apart, I will continue to move and live as set apart. So the things that trouble you won't trouble me the same because I know who God is in me. He's saying, Dion, continue to, in 2021, get the church's passports ready. Get their passports ready. Be set apart in how you love your family. Be set apart in how you love each other within your family. Set apart in how you speak to people in the world. Be set apart in your finances. To be set apart in, in reading and understanding the Bible and falling in love with God's word and memorizing it and let it be written on your heart and it just comes through you. And I tell people this all the time. It's not because I'm a pastor. Like, that is my calling. You're all called. If you're called to be a missionary, a business owner, like whatever your calling is to be, it doesn't it is within me to be set apart. And when someone says, Dion, you're different, I'm like, yes, because I've been set apart. 
I have, and I'm okay with that. I don't cower to it. I, I don't shy away from it. You will know I'm different because I don't speak the way everybody else says. You will know I'm different because I don't love my wife the way that everybody else loves their wife. You know I'm different because I don't use my money, my resources, my time and effort like everybody else. Not because I'm holier than now. I just know I've been set apart. In church, we have to be churches that are set apart. We're not trying to be like every other church. We're, not try- we're trying to be the church that God has called us to be. He has set every church apart different from every other church. You have a calling and mission that one church is not like the other church and not like the church in, in another part of the world. You need to be who God's called you to be. Churches, Louis City, First Christian. We have to be, continue to be holy, to be set apart. That's God's expectation on us. There's nothing less. God's not saying, oh, be kind of set apart. He says, no, 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 continue. Which means he has given us every tool we need to be holy. I love asking this question to youth, especially to new youth. I ask this question to people. Can, can, can you like no longer sin? Like now that you're a Christian, can you like from that moment on, that, that moment of conversion and you've been going from old to new, can you not sin anymore? And the question is, the answer is, well, you have every opportunity not to sin. You have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had. You have the same relationship. You have the relationship with the Father. You can talk to the Father. You can decide to either follow the Holy Spirit or not. You can do God's will or not. You can, yes, you have the tools to be holy. You have everything you need, but we don't use the tools. We sometimes move to ourselves and say, I don't want to do that. I let my own sinful nature that I'm used to come back and rule and live and prosper. And God said, oh, no, no, churches. Prepare your family, prepare your life, prepare your, your marriage, prepare your relationships, prepare in every way to be set apart. Prepare your passports because I'm calling you to go. I'm calling you to go and do and, and be and make disciples and make copies of yourself. Prepare yourself to do that. Last year was we were trying to survive. And this year we're going to strive and thrive to be everything God has called us to be. And that's what Peter was saying Be holy in all that you do. Let this book, your spiritual, this is a physical, but your spiritual path will actually be what you say it is, that you're a citizen from heaven. And this is just, I'm building God's kingdom here. We pray, Lord, let your will be done and your kingdom come. I'm a part of God. Let your kingdom come, and I want to be part of that and working in that. Set yourself apart from this world and do not be like them. And I love the way the way Paul says it. In Ephesians, we're going to close on this. In Ephesians chapter 4, 17 through 19. If you have your Bible, you can open it there. It's going to be on the screen. Uh, I'm going to read it from the Bible. I have it here on the paper, but I'm going to read it from, from the word. It's Paul's here, letter to the church in Ephesus, verse 17 through 19. Paul says this. He says, so I tell you this. Insist on this in the Lord that you must no longer live as Gentiles do in their fruitile of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so to indulge in every kind of impurity and full of greed. This, Paul is saying, is a representation of the world. He goes on to say, you are not of this world. And this passport should show it. If you are a foreigner, you go to another country, your passport says, I'm not from here. And so, he can't fully expect me to live and understand all the cultures and all every nuances of this other place I'm visiting because one day I will go back to where I originated from and I'm going to live as I'm supposed to live. As an American visiting somewhere else, I just know how to be an American. I can learn how to be something else, but I'm not of that country. I'm not of that world. Church, get your spiritual passports ready. Let it fully be 
who you say you are, who you should be. And my calling, my job this year is to lean into that. And so this year, when we move into different series, when we move into different opportunities, it's going to be in the breath of getting ourselves ready. Because God is going to call us to go. He's going to call us to make disciples. And not, he, not that he hasn't already called us, but he is going to call us specifically to go and make disciples. I'm so thankful that we have youth group virtually. If you are a first Christian, you're not a part of the youth group, you want to do the youth group hangout that we do and teachings that we do on Friday nights, just email hello at Bowie City Church. Hello at Bowie City Church and say, I want to do, what's the YouTube, or sorry, what's the Zoom link for the youth group on Friday nights at 7 o'clock? God, thank you for that group. God, thank you for the Wednesday night group. God, thank you for the prayer meeting group that happens at First Christian on Tuesdays. We're going to continue to, we're going to start meeting on Wednesday, on Saturdays for the men's group. We're going to do our part to make disciples, even during, the, during this pandemic. And when it's over, to say we're going to get together. Because God, you're going to call us to go. And the last thing we want is to go and make horrible disciples, to make bad copies of disciples, to not be able to go because we're not where we're supposed to be. Our passports are not where we're supposed to be. You, they're, they're not in date. They're null and void. You've got some things in your life. You've got some things that you need to handle so that your passport is valid so you can go and do. Spiritually, physically, emotionally, everything you need to do so we can go and make disciples because we are the found ones that go and find. Let us pray. God, we thank you. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for this word. It's brought so much encouragement. It makes me so excited. Not just have the own word for my own life, Lord, but to have a a word to lean into as a church. And we're going to do all that we can in the resources and abilities and the time and effort and, and thought and to be ready to go and make disciples, to baptize people, Lord, and of all nations, Lord, and to teach people the lost who become found, those who are dead now have life, to teach them to obey everything that Jesus has commanded us to, and that we can lean into that Jesus is with us always to the very end of the age. And God, that those words would not just be words that are left on a page that is titled Matthew 28, 19 through 20. That it would be something that we move through as two churches partnered together. Every church, regardless of what church, the name of their church, that they would live out this call to be goers and doers and make disciples. Lord, let that resonate with us. Let that bother us to say, ooh, if somebody was to follow my example, to follow me as a disciple, they would not be the best disciple. If that resonates with us, God, let, let your Holy Spirit lead us and say, oh, we need to change. We need to tweak. We need to, we need to make this right from the youngest person in the room to the oldest person who's listening. Let that be like, I'm not being the best disciple of Christ. That's going to be a good person a good example to go make another disciple. God, show us where we're falling short as churches, individual churches, and partnering together. By this year, is like we're, you're still going to do. Your kingdom is still moving forward. The gospel is undefeated, and it will continue to move forward regardless of what's going on in our country and other parts of the world. The gospel wins. Love wins. And God says, I need the harvest is ready. I need more harvesters. Go get your passports ready. I'm going to send you, send you to your schools. I'm sending you to your jobs. I'm going to send you to parts of the world that you didn't even know that I was going to send you. Be ready. Get yourselves ready. Show us. Show us, God, in our lives where that needs to take place. Bless all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Hope that resonated with you, church. It resonated with me. I'm fired up. We're going to have plans and all these things that come forth, if you want to be part of that, Scott gives you an idea, please share it. Just, just share it with us. Hello at Bowie City Church. Email me, Dion at Bowie City Church. Email, you have emails from Leadership from First Christian. It doesn't matter where. Share it with us. Great. Share your word as well. So before we, uh, we're going to move into a time of offering, and then after offering, I'm going to give a, uh, come back, and we're going to tell you about some things that we announcements we have before we close the service. So, in this time of offering, there's a video that's going to play, but just know that 
the opportunity to extension of your worship. It's an extension of your worship. You're not giving to me or to this building or to any individual. You're giving to how God has called us to give. So watch this video and we come back. We have some announcements to give. this time in our service that normally we would take an offering plate like this one and we would pass it along the pews and we would collect our tithes and offerings. But we're unable to do that being in this virtual mode. But what we've done is we've set up an opportunity for you to give via text message. So if you grab your cell phone and you're from Bowie City Church, what we want you to do is we want you to text the word GIVE to 301-970-4565. If you're from First Christian Church, we want you to text the word GIVE to 301-970-3646. You'll then be given some prompts, a link to click on. And if you follow those links, it will take you to what essentially is our, our web page giving page. And what we want you to do is to, to sign in, create an account, add your information, because then we can track your giving through the year uh, and provide you with a report at the end of the year. You only need to set up your account one time. After that, all you'll need to do on Sunday mornings when you come to, to, to worship to give your gifts, all you need to do is just text the number. So pick the, the number 20. You text 20 to one of those two numbers and $20 will be given to that church. So as we worship, as we close in worship now, just take this time to engage with God with your finances and to give back to Him what he's already given to you. We pray that God would bless what he's given to both churches tenfold so we can continue to do the mission and vision he's called us to do and accomplish. So thank you. Please give as God called you to give. It doesn't matter the size of the gift. It matters that you do and obey as God called you to do. As we are about to wrap up the service, we wanted, you know, I made it, I said it in the sermon, but I want to give a little bit more clarity to uh, something that we're going to restart. Uh, so on Saturdays, starting this coming Saturday, which will be the 23rd, we're going to start men's Bible study, uh, virtual at uh, nine o'clock. So we're going to send a Zoom link out. Or if you want to Zoom link, just go hello at Blue City Church, say men's, men's virtual group or just label it that you want the link, and we'll send it to you. Uh, but we're going to be doing a, a book study. This is a study that First Christian has already done, and I've passed this book for weeks now. And we're like, I'm going to read it. And so pick up read it. I owe you all $10. I know I need to pay. I, I'll, I'll make sure I get my book because I don't want to take the book. But uh, start reading this book. And so we're going to do this as a men's study. It is called Play the Man. It's by Mark Batterson. I encourage you to download it. Uh, you can get it at any of those downloaded services, apps, or you can order it on Amazon or go to uh, a bookstore and buy it. Uh, it's it's for the men, so it's play the man. It's very good. We're going to go through it. Uh, there's seven principles in here, and so it will be at least eight weeks long. It could go longer than that, but get it. Start reading it. I'm already started reading it. Uh, it's called Play the Man. Anybody's welcome as long as you are a male and you're out of high school, uh, and you're welcome to come to the group. And we're going to just walk through the study uh, for until we're done, starting this Sunday, or sorry, this Saturday at 9 o'clock is the Zoom link will be sent out to everyone with that. And then we are going to have a paint night. So typically at Bowie City, and we're 
this is not just a Bowie City thing that we're together. You know, two churches linked together, partnership. We're in this together. We're going to do a paint night, and a paint night means that we're going to take the word that we believe God has for us, and we're going to put it down. There's power in writing it down, and so we're going to do it in a creative form by painting the word or drawing the word, sketching the word, uh, color pencils, whatever utensil you want to use, uh, mode of art for that. But we're going to do that, and so we're going to do it virtually. So this is what you need to do so we can continue the tr tradition. Everybody will, who wants one will get a canvas. And this is from little kids to the oldest kid that you know. Um, that'll probably be Milford Elizabeth, the, the oldest people I know. Uh, so you're going to get a canvas. How you get this canvas, you can order your own, but you don't need to. We will bring it to you, myself or some other, you know, church Amazon worker. We'll send it. We'll give it to you. What you need to do is go to hello at Bowie City Church in your email and say paint night. Put that in the subject. And you need to give how many canvases you need and your address because they will, we will bring them to you. We will drop them off and do the social distancing, somewhere with a mask, and say if you need four canvases, you'll get four. If you need two canvases, you'll get two. But please do that. You have to do it by next Sunday because we need time to actually deliver these throughout the week. So you have two weeks or so to get your word, pare it down, and then you're going to get a canvas. Now it's up to you to go get your own paint and markers and all that uh, kind of jazz uh, you can get those anywhere, you guys, school supplies. But we're going to do it together. And it's going to be on the 29, uh, 31st. Yes, Jason's making sure I get this right. 31st, we're going to do a virtual paint night at 6 o'clock. So we're all going to get online. Get to, put your Zoom camera up. Put your camera up. And we're all going to paint together. And we're going to paint with worship music behind it and just kind of talk or do it together. And then we're going to spend some time actually sharing our words and why you believe God's given this word to you. So, again, that will be the 31st is the paint night. But you need to have your order in by the 24th, uh, and you have to have paint night, you know, hello at Blue City Church, paint night, and you give how many canvases you need in your address. And this is not a Bowie City thing. This is us together thing. So make sure you do that. We'll have enough canvases for everyone, and then we'll have our word done, and we'll move into 2021 with our words painted. And then we encourage you to put it on the wall. Hang it somewhere where you can see it because uh, it makes it a powerful statement what God wants to do through you throughout this year. If you need some reinforcement, Proverbs 2. Remember, Proverbs 2, 1 through 5. Uh, so, yeah, and then we have bigger canvases. So some of y'all might get some bigger ones. So you don't know. We'll find out. But do those instructions. It'll be a great way for two churches to come together and do something awesome, uh, even if it's virtually, and even their kindergartner, like a little, little kid. If you got a toddler, get them a canvas and hang it up next to everybody else's. You guys be blessed. Take that word with you. Next week, uh, Jason is going to be preaching on, on the word that God has for him and to share it. It's, it's, man, it's going to be awesome. So tune in for that. And then we'll follow up next week of how we're going to do this all together uh, the last week of January. So be blessed, you guys. Continue to pray for our country. Pray for the pandemic. Uh, and celebrate uh, tomorrow what represents what Martin Luther King did for our nation and the huge impact that was that's done, which is great. But you guys be blessed. And if you need anything from us, message us. And uh, we're going to close in the time of worship. And we'll see you when we see you. God bless. And thanks again.
Christ.